take her seriously if she became successful because of him, he'd point out. And she knew it was true. But it was a chicken-and-egg situation. If no one got to see her on stage for more than five minutes, how could she prove herself? Of course, things would have been different had she stayed in Ireland, as Shane pointed out on a regular basis. You're dropping a promising career to go trailing around England after that loser. Zoe had never seen him as furious. She adored her big brother, almost a parent to her since mum and dad died, and she couldn't bear him being angry with her. But though she cried every day until she left, she still left. She'd never met anyone like Ed McGlynn before. Three years older than her at twenty-five, He was a far cry from the boys she'd dated. Taller than many men, Zoe was used to being ignored when there were petite, curvaceous girls around, so she never gave him a second look. She wouldn't be one of his sad drove of admirers. Although it was damn hard to pretend to be unaffected by Ed, he was gorgeous, with those piercing green eyes, thick auburn hair, and the body of an athlete. And he was a good actor, too. But he could have any woman he wanted, and she very much doubted that she was his type. Their paths didn't cross often. Until she secured her first meaty role since leaving drama school, and he was playing one of the lead roles. Her nerves were in danger of getting the better of her, but Ed surprised her by joking around and helping her to relax. And although she tried to resist his charms, sure she was on a hiding to nothing. When he talked to her, he made her feel as if no other woman existed. It was only when she started getting dirty looks from other female cast members that she realised he made a point of singling her out. It gave her a warm, fuzzy feeling, and she needed all of her acting skills to play it cool. They'd had one brief but pivotal scene alone together, and he suggested they should work on it to get it just right. Zoe didn't argue. Truth was, she was glad of any excuse to spend time with him. If it was raining, they huddled over coffee in the grotty fast-food cafe across the road from the theatre. If it was fine... They sat on a bench in the small park nearby. Zoe found it hard to concentrate when he was that close. She had never been so conscious of a man's scent and presence, and when his arm brushed hers, it sent a shiver through her that reached her toes, among other parts. One day, as they sat on the bench, she fluffed her line, and they'd cracked up laughing, And then he'd told her she had a beautiful smile, touched her cheek, gazed into her eyes, and then they were kissing and she was lost. She had no illusions. This was just a fling, short but sweet, and when it was over, she wouldn't weep or beg him to stay. But weeks turned to months, and they still couldn't keep their hands off each other. Even if he was walking by, She'd feel the pressure of his hand on her back, and if she whispered in his ear, she couldn't resist pressing her lips to his pale skin. 
Everything about him was intoxicating. He became the center of her world. Everything and everyone seeming colorless and blurred by comparison. She was obsessed with the man, and it seemed, miraculously, he felt the same way about her. When Ed got the lead in a play in London and asked her to go with him, she didn't hesitate. There was no role for her, and it would mean starting her career from scratch, but the idea of being separated was intolerable. He romanticized their future. They were going places together. They would be Ireland's answer to Burton and Taylor. She was carried along on the wave of his dreams. Everything would have been perfect if only her brother had given her his blessing, but he wouldn't even listen to her. Leaving Shane on bad terms broke her heart, but there was simply no way that she could let him.